What's up, mi gente? Welcome to another episode of Tremendas. I'm very honored to be here with my friend Elias. Thank you so much for joining. Um, this is basically going to be a add-on part to the Cultura Zine that's coming out, which Elias is going to be a part of. Thank you so much again. Um, I'm really, really honored for the first edition of this passion project to be about Palestine. I think it's very important and... Um, you know, I'm just really excited to be a part of it. Really excited for you to be a part of it. Valentina, everybody. Um, so let's fucking just get into it. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let the people, you know, know where you from, where you bow, what you bow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, thank you again for all of this. This is great. Um, and also making me feel like very warm and welcome. You feel like family already. So. Aww. Um, you are. <laughs> uh, so my name is Elias Rishmawi. I am a queer Palestinian. I am non-binary. My pronouns are they, them. Um, how else? I'm an artist, multimedia artist. Um, a lot of my work has to do with preserving family archives and history and recipes as well to documenting all of that. Awesome. Yeah. You were just in New York for something like that, right? Yes. So I run two projects. One of them is a Palestinian pop-up dinner series that I started here in Miami um, to educate folks on our dishes and the history and on the occupation. Mm -hmm. And then my partner is also like loves to cook, and we both grew up in um, big families and cookouts and all that stuff, and we... Throughout our relationship, we figured, we found out that our cooking is very similar. It's very soul food. So um, this pop-up dinner in New York was uh, Afro-Palestinian awesome. fusion. Awesome. Um, which was uh, beautiful. I loved it. Everybody was, yeah, it was great. Ah, I love it. I love yeah. it. So you are from Miami, but you were born in Chile. Yes, I was uh, born in Chile, born and raised um, from Palestinian parents. Cool. Um, they were both. Uh, born in 1960s in Chile, mm -hmm. uh, but my grandparents had fled uh, Palestine in 1957 and from Honduras and then from there to Chile. Um, as you know, as Chile has the biggest community of Palestinians outside of Palestine, right? Over 500,000. Wow, you know, so Huge. it's a lot of us, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, and then I came here to Miami when I was around 10 years old, uh, right when 9-11 happened and that shit was a shit show but right of course um but yeah uh what else do you want to know <laughs> um i guess i really i can't remember who pointed me to you who kind of referred me to you was it valentina it was not valentina it was somebody else like he'd be with jose marti i don't know somebody pointed oh me God. to you okay okay cool but um i guess i i kind of want to touch on like how like, what do you do as far as activism? Like, what's your main, you know what I'm saying? Because that's really what yeah, I yeah. saw on your page. Um, so, um, I think now, like, maybe around 10 years, I started uh, strictly doing more uh, Palestinian work and mm -hmm. more about my identity and, um, and exploring archives of my family members. Right, and right. And that's when I started learning a lot more about myself and my family and everything those pictures you posted were so beautiful those were so beautiful appreciate it thank yeah. you um luckily i've been um what's it called blessed that my family have 
of an archive. It's a, very hard for us, but for Palestinians, it's very important to keep our archives because mm -hmm. it's also like it's our proof that yes. we've been there, you mm -hmm. know. And um, yeah, so I I started educating folks about my family, and then people started really connecting with the photos, and then that's how I started. Uh, talking more about Palestine and meeting up with folks, organizers in New York. Almost all my friends in New York are organizers. Somehow I just uh, got, got connected yeah. with them. Um, and like the Swana community, even though there's a lot of us in New York, there's also, we're very connected as well too. Mm -hmm. And um, my friends do parties and DJs and stuff like that. And all of them are activists and organizers and stuff like that. And I just Love naturally... That. Uh, gravitated to that too because my family are also activists and organizers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that is just in my blood it's in your blood mm -hmm. yeah love that so i yeah doing that like three events educating and then online on my platform uh realizing that people were actually listening and i started doing that awesome i feel like yeah. when you're like connected in your purpose that much you just like gravitate towards people who are about it you know what right. i'm saying exactly um so you said something very interesting just now i wanted to ask you about it um i've heard the like this difference in opinion between like Middle Eastern community and Swana community. Why okay. why do you personally use Swana? Swana is more um, it's like an a, an umbrella term mm -hmm. for. Uh, do you know what Swana? Should I? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Southeast um, Asian, North African. Yes. Cool. Um, I think because when people talk about Middle East or Middle Eastern, they just it's a general term, obviously too, but it's just completely erases other communities. Right. Treats it like a monolith. Region. Like just all Arab. Exactly. Yeah. And we're not all Arab, mm -hmm. obviously, you know? There's Amazir folks. Totally. Uh, Bedouins mm -hmm. and Berbers. Totally. All different communities. Kurdish. And mm -hmm. Kurdish. And For sure. So many people, yeah. you know? And Romani mm -hmm. as well, too. So there's oh, yeah. so many. There's so many Romani <laughs> people in Palestine. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Love that. That's why I say swala. Okay. Love it. Yes, Love it. Awesome. Thank you for the clarification. Yes. Okay, Mahanta. So um, this interview is also part of the segment that we're going to have in Zine, in the in the Cultura Zine. Um, our friend is going to be all this is a two part. So we're going to uh, photograph as well. You know what I'm saying? Film photography, you know the vibes. My dog decked out in the coffee. You know what I'm saying? Chewed out, iced out. You know what I'm saying? Looking good. Um, Elias, what does it mean for you to be Palestinian? What does that mean to you? It means being so connected to the land. You know, like when it... How do I say this? It's just such a hard question because it's like... It's everything. Like we are... The beginning of civilizations and um we've influenced the world mm -hmm. and um i just i love being palestinian it's just like we celebrate life and it's being said everywhere like we we see it everywhere and yeah. no matter what is in our obstacles we still manage to be in community and celebrate life and serve and that's what a palestinian is to serve mm -hmm. we've that's like an understanding from all of us mm -hmm. we've always been here to serve yeah you know and a community are yeah our culture is like that from mm -hmm. this foundation 
I think it's so beautiful, something that I've really noticed about, like, you know, recent events, um, the Palestinian faith, like, the Muslim faith in Palestine is so, just so unwavering, dude, and, like, so strong, and, like, it's so incredible because all of these attempts to, like, drive Islamophobia and, like, promote Islamophobia has mm. actually led to, like, is Islam curiosity, you know, curiosity right. about it. Right. Um, and you see all these influencers, you know, influencers and people on TikTok and, you know, all these things like exploring right. Quran and like, you know, reverting. And it's like, you know, how, how do you feel about like that happening? <laughs> I'm going to be a real radical girl. Shit. I don't think I'm the right person to ask that because I didn't grow up in the Islam faith. I'm okay. Christian. Okay. But also I think is amazing that... <clears throat> People find it shocking that there's still some Islamophobia out mm -hmm. here. Like, yeah. like that's what. I mean, that's what happened with 9/11. Right. You know, that's. Yeah, it's just. Um, I think there's still a lot of ignorance. I think even people who are like. Um, are pro-Palestinian and learning more about Palestine and learning, still have a lot of ignorance around the Islam faith, right? Right. <clears throat> but. I am. I am not somebody who, because growing up in a very religious household, I'm not somebody who in, uh, understands organized religion. Okay. I, I'm not that person at all. I I look at these books, all the books, you know, the Bible, the Quran, Torah, the Torah. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. All of these books are history books. Right. And they all told the history of that time from different perspectives, from different right. communities. Mm -hmm. And we should take them past that history books mm -hmm. to inform us of the past. And that's right. it. But I just don't like when people take it word for word and literal. I don't like when people take it word for word and literal and also like use it against all swan of folks and right. say like we're all terrorists. And stuff. Right, of course. Because it's just like. From knowing all of my friends in New York who practice Islam faith, it's just at its foundation, it's just love, mm -hmm. right? Definitely. And I just wish people knew that mm -hmm. more. Um, okay, so <sighs> there's so much, you know, propaganda and just like, you know, fear tactics that are like in the media and like i feel like a, a a lot of people don't really know like what's going on in palestine or, or they think that this started you know on october 7th so right. from a palestinian what like what is going on what's happening um it's a collection of things um palestine has always been colonized by many empires mm -hmm. because they've always wanted a piece of the land because it's yeah. so rich mm -hmm. um and it's history as well too mm -hmm. um Especially because three of the biggest organized religions started in Palestine. Right. So that's why everybody has always, yeah, there's been connect, been, um, what do you call, wanted a piece of, of Palestine. Of course. Right? Because they want to be connected to their religion, etc. Um, <clears throat> but, anyways, I'll just go like briefly into like more recent, but like Ottoman Empire, right? Mm hmm. The Ottoman Empire ended, and then uh, the British took over um, during the British Mandate, right? And then <clears throat> the Holocaust was going on during this time, mm -hmm. and 
You're talking about the Belfort Declaration. The Belfort Declaration, mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm. And the Holocaust was going on during this time. And Americans and British folks were very guilty for their silence for all these years. Right. And because the British had control over Palestine and because their guilt for being silenced, um, what was the oppression and the genocide of Jewish folks right. during the Holocaust and America as well too, mm -hmm. um, they're like, oh, let's just like tell the world um, that it's a land with no people and let's give mm -hmm. the land back to the Jews because it's yeah. theirs, mm -hmm. right? And the Balfour Declaration, in a way, like lied to people that the Jewish folks that were migrating were like had ancestral ties right to Palestine right and they have to come back right and yeah and that's basically what happened and there were slowly migrations of Jews before that um, and Palestinians were living amongst all these new migrations as well too and opening doors and and when what happened was during 1948, a lot of these people that Palestinians helped, they just completely, you know, it's like, you need to get the fuck out of here like this. And um, the occupation forces came and started killing a lot of people and right. murdering and displacing a lot of folks. And that's where we are now. And right. that was in 1948. Right. But Palestinians have been suffering for ages because yeah. we've always been conquered by empires yeah you know so yeah and that was the first nakba yes mm -hmm. the nakba 1948 um so there is i feel like the biggest resource that we have right now especially like you know in 2023 is definitely social media yes and it's been very divisive as far as you know pro anti you know both sides and blah 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 how do you feel um social media has you know impacted the information and knowledge circulating around Palestine. Do you think it's been good? Do you think it's been helpful? Do you think it's been more damaging? Good question. I was just thinking about this earlier today, how I'm just like, the people that created all these social media did not expect the people to organize. A thousand percent. Through social media. Mm -hmm. And like, how can they be so dumb? I love that because how else are mm -hmm. we gonna mobilize and right. educate folks mm -hmm. it was harder for our communities to do that before right you know but now it's a lot easier for us because we can reach other folks mm -hmm. and these folks can reach other folks and that's how it works i'm like yes like all these social media companies are like owned by israeli companies yeah. and managed by israelis right um and zionist entities and mm -hmm. They silence a lot of folks, mm -hmm. you know, especially Palestinians or especially folks who are talking about Palestine. Right. The censorship is real. Like, right. Like they're so afraid. It's like also like, why did you start a social? Why did you start this application? Right. Thinking that nothing was going to happen. I'm right. Just, anyways, <laughs> did I answer my question? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Damn, you just said something. Oh, my God. My train of thought just fucking went. Okay, so I feel like how you were talking about they didn't expect everyone to, like, mobilize on social media and, right. like, get together. Right. I feel like um, they were definitely, like, relying on people's, like, you know, 
it's over there kind of mentality right. like it doesn't affect me or i can't do anything about right. it when re when in reality and we were just talking about this this whole like survivor's guilt and stuff and especially with palestinian diaspora right. you know it like forces people to not forces but encourages more for right. like in dc it was three hundred thousand people out there you know right. what i'm saying so it's right. like it's like they don't expect these numbers they don't expect this might and this like you know force of like justice to come together right. and it's so crazy because these are grass root led you know coalitions and like people who are banding together for you know the same cause right. when you have these you know zionists and these you know people who are trying to control the narrative buying people out to come to rallies you know what i'm saying right. 250 apiece right. saying it's going to be a million that show up in reality right. it's only like 20 50k that show up and it's right. like the numbers speak for themselves you know what i'm saying and i, and I always say that right, and I, right. i'm always very like proud to witness that you know because i'm just like right. it really is like and i feel like people are definitely waking up to this and it it really breaks my heart that palestine had to be the sacrifice for like the world awakening yeah. because truly without this happening without this genocide being publicized the way that yeah. it was no one would know about what's happening in no. congo and sudan and armenia no. you know any right. of these places people don't even know what happened in iraq facts Afghanistan, facts or syria mm -hmm. people don't talk about any yeah. of that or yemen or mm -hmm. they don't talk about any of that yeah because also like it's america has on purpose um told a history in their perspective Yes, anti, anti, right? And any form of retaliation towards that, you're yeah. considered you're an outcast yeah. or a terrorist, mm -hmm. etc. You know, and it's like it's hard because it's just like I've been doing this work for so long, and my family has been doing this work for even longer, and yeah, and just like seeing them, how tired they are, but also hopeful, but also like how this affected their lives yeah and for people to finally wake the fuck up it's mm -hmm. like it took all of this yeah you know but i throughout history we've noticed like that's how things happen that's how people wake up and that's how things mm -hmm. change mm -hmm. um i'm just glad that people are uh taking to the streets and also mobilizing and educating their folks on social media um but i think it's also like what are we doing past social media as well right. too? Like we need to have these conversations in your family table. Right. You know, like no matter how hard it is, like I don't participate in cancel culture, mm -hmm. even if it's within my family. We shouldn't do be doing that either. Yeah. You might like, okay, he's a piece of shit motherfucker, mm -hmm. but at least you're giving them your perspective, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? And then maybe one day like something will click. Right. You're planting a seed mm -hmm. in somewhere exactly even if you might not see the change now you're mm -hmm. planting a seed right and that's how things change yeah you know definitely so definitely. in this light you're giving me <laughs> sorry <laughs> you're so good but <laughs> with these glasses and stuff like that you're giving me oh my god oh my god me and no fuck me up yes what is the song <laughs> she was 90s she did a song Christina Milian. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go! I love it. You literally have I, I need the spikes and gel hair, babe. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, you hit the nail on that shit. I love that. I love it. Okay. Anyway, guys. moving on to Christina. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> we love you, girl. Okay, we love you. Shout out to Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I guess my next um, geared question would be, how, what, do, what do you see as far as the future? Because, like, I've seen, mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people who have, like, you know, kind of conspiracies about you know people versus 
the voting of next year. You know what I'm saying? Like people mm-hmm. versus the president type thing. Because mm-hmm. it's like we know that the powers at B are money hungry, resource hungry, and yeah. you know our country, our tax dollars are going to actively fund right. this. You know these genocides and right. these atrocities and all that stuff. Right. Um, so with the rise of social media, with this um, kind of awakening, like there is really is no going back to normal at this point. Right. You know. Um, so I kind of just wanted to get your insight about um, you know how you feel about you know kind of where the future is headed. <clears throat> Um, I think there's, there's a lot of work to do. There's mm-hmm. still so much work to do. It's probably not going to be in our, my lifetime. But there is... Inshallah it is. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Totally. But I'm talking also like here in America in general. Yeah. For America to fucking wake the fuck up. Yeah. And to shake everything. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of people. And mm-hmm. a lot of the generations before us are going to have to fucking die. Because you know what? Someone made a great point about like... When we... When Palestine is liberated, you know, there is such this um, this pushback against this right now, because if America were to ever sign off on the liberation of Palestine, they would have to look, you know, this country would have to look inward on the on the genocide. It's committed against, you know, Native Americans and like all of this stuff. And it's like they don't want to do any of that. Of course. Of course. They want to give reparations to black folks. here. So why the fuck are they going to divest from that? Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the UN was created for Israel, mm-hmm. and Imagine who created that. the UN? Mm. America. Yeah. So it's like, it's deep, deep, deeply rooted, rooted. Yeah. So it's gonna like you have to like people have to be very radicalized yeah. and change the fucking system mm-hmm. like completely. That's the only way. Yeah. Because the same thing with these like politicians. Like I, I don't agree with like oh you have to like vote for the lesser evil and it's just like that's not solidarity. Yeah, exactly. Because you're voting for like. One person that's gonna be okay with a certain group, but then they're, they're, they don't apply the same to the other person. It doesn't. Right. That's not solidarity. Right. So no, I'm not gonna vote for nobody. Mm-hmm. That's not like that's the whole. This a whole system. It's a whole game. Yeah. The whole system is a whole fucking game, and they yeah. got us trapped like mm-hmm. fucking puppets. Mm-hmm. And people just like, and it's until people actually fucking wake up and be like, no, we gotta completely change everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I hope I answered your question. No, you're you're killing it. You're killing it. Answer okay, cool. however you want, for real. Wait, I agree. Second, I feel like this motherfucker is bigger. Mihanda, can y'all hear no. that? Can y'all hear that still? <laughs> that is insane. This motherfucker's across the street. I mean, I love that you're vibing, but like, and also like that radio is quality. But get the fuck out of here! Like this is a plain work. <laughs> you're so funny. But shit, man. <clears throat> um. So yeah. About, yes, I do see a liberated Palestine. Mm-hmm. Inshallah, in my lifetime. But what that looks like, it's, I can't. I don't know what that looks like because right. I'm not living in Palestine. I right. didn't live in Palestine. Right. So it's up to people who, Palestinians who are living in Palestine to dictate right. that. Um, even like, like I used to think, and I still think this sometimes. It's, it's like the only way is like for Palestine to be liberated is for everybody to live equally. Right. In the land, we're not just about to just kick people out, right? Like, that. like look at South Africa. Yeah, a lot of people fled. Yes, mm-hmm. but also a lot of white people stayed, mm-hmm. and there's still so much indoctrination in there and yeah. racism. Definitely. And there's how long has it been since they've, you know? Yeah. So it's gonna take a long time. And Definitely. Palestine's gonna take a long time for it to heal after being liberated. Right. So I think about that too. Mm-hmm. We have to think about not just like the liberation of Palestine and that's it, and people. But what comes after? what comes after for sure because that's the most important because they yeah. can go back to history repeats itself always yeah you know and yeah like uh, our generations of zionists in israel are waking up 
but it's also like they have a lot of waking up to do a yeah, lot of work for sure internal work and there's i can count by the numbers of like anti-zionist jews mm-hmm. but by you know by hand there's yeah. not a there's a lot more now yes yeah. because of that but how many of them are willing to completely change the whole system right you know right. because it's the same thing here with white folks here like a lot of a lot of white folks here are complicit yeah even a lot of us are complicit with racism against black folks here yeah and we stay silent yeah you know and like we might agree it's like yes we're for we're for black liberation mm-hmm. but then when you go back home you're still not having these conversations you're right. still upholding the same indoctrination right so all that work has to be done everywhere definitely the whole world mm-hmm. and it starts also by acknowledging the land mm-hmm. and what we have yes. to do to protect the land that's yes. the first thing too yes you know so definitely i love that what is what is something that you feel has been misconstrued about palestine like what's something that you think people severely get wrong about palestine especially right now is it particularly like about who we are as people or history or is it like right now like us being written or like pers- I, the perspective of the terrorism perspective like i guess we- kind of all of it like how it's being like the narrative that's being told like you know who palestinians are as a people you right. know kind of stuff like that right <clears throat> i think we also all these religious folks who are the most zionists out here have to take a look back and read this fucking history books that you've been studying all your life yeah and see like the history of these people and what they did like you saw how like, yes i believe in jesus and i believe in mary because they were real people but mm-hmm. i don't believe in that power whatever right. anyways but these people were real and these people were organizers these people were socialists these people yeah. were radical mm-hmm. they're anarchists mm-hmm. you know those are my people i love that you know mm-hmm. and and my like even from the beginning like you saw like where jesus was born right and there wasn't any room anywhere but the palestinian folks were like hey we have a space here Mm -hmm. you know and it's like and everybody came and they Mm -hmm. gave all this and that like that's palestinians are like that yeah we're we're always there to serve Mm -hmm. be in community Mm -hmm. you know feed everybody like clothe that's who we are Mm -hmm. babies and mangers (laughs) literally but that's that's just i want more people to like realize that, mm-hmm. you know yeah especially those religious folks yeah you know it's just yeah it's fucked up because i see a mm. lot of um and i definitely understand what you're saying like more shifting this narrative towards like you know how caring and how in community and how just like beautiful and like soulful you know palestinian Arab people are muslim right. people are you know right. um because i feel like especially because of you know these like 9-11 scares and like all of this islamophobia like this conflating you know, Arab with terrorists or Arab right. with extremists, you know, right. has been very dangerous and has right. very much poisoned, you know, American right. media and stuff like that. Right. Um, and then also, you know, this idea that like Palestinian men are like brutes and blah, 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 when they are the ones who are picking these children up out of the rubble, you know, and like this civilian population of like, you know, dads and jeans and flip flops are the ones that are holding it together, you know? Um, right. Like, I mean, I mean, you saw those TikTok videos of, of the Israeli folks who were, like, imitating yes. in cartoons yes. and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. I I look at that, and I'm just like, white folks were doing the same thing in blackface. Yeah, facts. The menstrual They shows. were doing the same thing when they were imitating Chinese folks mm-hmm. or Japanese folks. And yeah. they generalized the whole 
you know mm-hmm. and it's just it's the same thing it's yeah. repeating itself history is always gonna fucking repeat itself yeah so like Islamophobia did not just start like recent right it's been a thing right for generations and the u.s has a lot to do with that yeah with the because the u.s has so much power in the media worldwide you know what i think is crazy i saw a video about this creator i cannot remember his name but he said something along the lines of people especially western society hates islam and hates muslims because um islam has never been secularized and it's never been radicalized um you know and he said something Mm. about you lock up a muslim and you give him more time with god you kill a muslim and you make him a martyr you know you don't do any of that and he's still gonna be a muslim you know and it's like there's something so again like unshakable and so unwavering about you know muslim faith that that they are scared of you know which is kind of what breeds all of this is like they're like muslim i guess is not easy to corrupt you know so i guess that's like also because if everybody converted or everybody reverted right alcohol like the alcohol industry would die you know the porn industry would die like all of these things you know right can you maybe help me like reorganize like if there's a question around there or is it just like a yeah yeah, i just kind of wanted to like make that point because it's like i feel like that's like I feel like that's like one of the biggest misconceptions about it too that it's like you know islam is this and islam is aggression and right. violence and it's like it's really not like it's right. it's discipline and it's love and it's right. self-love and it's community right. and all these things so right. i mean it just goes back to just like getting to know mm-hmm. one another yeah and understanding that again as cheesy as this fucking sounds it's just we're all fucking humans mm-hmm. we all come from different backgrounds and histories and experiences and religions and it's like it's all fucking valid yeah like i don't know like <clears throat> who are you to tell somebody like you have to be more radical or here or whatever like everybody treats their faith however they want to right everybody treats your faith however they want to mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we shouldn't tell also somebody how to practice that either right Right. and vice versa it comes from i just i come from a a different perspective too because i also i grew up in the culture right but it's also like here people might in america even our own people sometimes are so quick to like point fingers yeah man we have moved a third time third location change right that's okay because we comfy um but i just going back to that, it's just like you really. I think also what people have to think about right. here in America is that Americans are not the only people in the world, and our culture is not the only culture in the world. Right. Um, and it just starts with that. It just yeah. starts with recognizing that there's other cultures and other communities. You know, and you just have to be very welcoming and understanding. And like, even though you might have prejudices and might be scared to meet somebody that in the media has said something else. Right. Like, let it shake you. Yeah. You know, that's the only way to break that fucking cycle. Yeah. We all have to fucking do that work. Mm -hmm. And unlearn and all that. Yes, Mm -hmm. of course. 100%. Mm -hmm. 
you know so i feel like that's such a great point though like mm. this whole like let it shake you let it like let it challenge your faith you know let it challenge you as a person because i feel like yeah. people maybe avoid things or maybe they withdraw because they don't understand they don't want to say the wrong thing and it's like yeah. you have to be vulnerable you have to be uncomfortable and you have to be wrong in order to come to the truth you know right. what i'm saying it's right and i think it's also too there are people are afraid to be wrong yes because of that cancel culture yes totally. and I, that's why i don't partake in it it's just it's so toxic and it leaves people out of conversations where they need to have conversations with that right um so i guess all that being said do you feel like the do you feel like the general idea like the general sentiment of you know people towards palestine have changed do you think that social media has impacted that yes 100 percent. i've i've gotten a lot of people reaching out to me especially like after the dinners and how like thanking me for educating them and opening their eyes and i always say it's just like I hate that mm -hmm. when they say thank, like they're thanking me. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I, it's my responsibility. I'm not yeah. here to do it because I want to be acknowledged or like, you know, put in a high pedestal or anything. Right. It's like, no, like it's my job to yeah. fucking educate folks. Yeah. I'm, again, I'm here to fucking serve and right. that's what I'm going to fucking do. Right. Um, but yeah, people are waking up. Mm-hmm. And like we were saying before, and people are seeing the truth now too. And even though they're censoring us, it's still catching to a lot of folks. Yeah. You know, there's so many social media outlets out there. They mm -hmm. can't censor us all the and all, all at the same time. Right. Like, I'm sorry now. Right. There's also like I've seen a lot more organizing mm -hmm. around Palestine, especially a lot of non-Palestinians organizing. Yeah. And which is I love it and mm -hmm. it's great because you're able to reach other folks mm -hmm. but it's also we have to remember that you have to if you're creating an environment around Palestine you have to invite Palestinians definitely definitely um, and that's something that I I've seen that it has not happened as much right and they highlight people who are talking about Palestine and they put them in a pedestal but they're not Palestinians right and and it comes from our perspective totally too. but it does work when it's from other perspectives that is not Palestinians too, because those perspective reaches that too, you Definitely. know? So I think it's just acknowledging both. And I think it's also the intention, which is what you were, you know, what you were saying before, like you don't do it mm -hmm. to be praised. Or you don't do it to be on a pedestal. Like you do right. it because it's like a moral thing. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you do it for your people. Right. And I think, um, you know, what you were saying about different communities kind of organizing in, you know, in support of liberation right. when they do it for, you know, you know black lives matter or you right. know like stop asian hate or land right. back with right. you know free palestine right. it's very strong versus when you have like you know um fucking people who are trying to you know secure or maintain brand deals where right. they're like you know free palestine right. it's like that's not you know that's not that's not what it, activism is that's not what real solidarity looks right like. right and i you know what i thought came back to me i don't think people are finally waking up <clears throat> Or people are being shaken or being radicalized because of Palestine. I think Palestine helped, but the Black liberation work that's been happening here in this country has definitely like started yep. that for a lot of folks here mm -hmm. in America to wake the fuck up. Yeah, and actually, because that was global. Right. Everyone felt that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I remember during the pandemic as yeah. well too, and mm -hmm. like it's 
yeah, people actually were like taking a second to like, oh wait, maybe I shouldn't believe in this media outlet. Let me go to another one. Yeah. Let me go to a trusted source. Yeah. You know, and like that's how it is. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. How do you feel as a Palestinian? Your liberation is linked with like Black Lives Matter and all of these other. Hundred percent. We're all linked. Mm-hmm. It's. I was just talking about this with my partner because they're also like a history buff, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how America talks about democracy, Mm -hmm. right? And spreading democracy all over the world. Right. But America has been there to, like, start coups to implement, how do you say this? Like, um, uh, how do you, to remove democratic candidates Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and governments in South America throughout and put in military. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they talk about democracy right you know so mm-hmm. yeah if that well where we're going that <laughs> 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 uh, we're connected because it's like we are connected because it's like <clears throat> because america has started these fucking coops mm-hmm. and implemented these horrible people right a lot of south american folks have had to fled mm-hmm. have died have been disappeared right have come here to miami yeah you know and are displaced and yeah. they're not together with their family members and yeah. we have the the shit that's going on in the fucking borders every fucking mm-hmm, day mm-hmm. you know and it's just we're all fucking connected because it's like even like with the idf the idf is it's the same training the, poly, the police yeah. have the same mm-hmm, fucking training mm-hmm. here you know and it's just you can see it too like how it's so similar yeah how it's like it's, it's a systematic issue and all systems of oppression are the same yeah all the same side of the coin so mm-hmm. yes we're all fucking connected i even do that work when i'm like educating about like food mm-hmm. and when i'm doing my pop-up dinners we talk about how like certain ingredients we got to palestine like for example tomatoes mm-hmm. tomatoes weren't in palestine it, it, it 500 years ago mm-hmm. you know and it came because of the colonization of the Americas and mm-hmm. the enslavement of black folks. Mm-hmm. That's how tomatoes got into Palestine. Really? Just like string beans mm-hmm. as well, too. Just like um, allspice. Allspice, mm-hmm. where's allspice from? West Indies. Okay. And we got allspice in Palestine now, yeah. too. That's how we're all connected. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, like the, the whole Banana Republic, mm-hmm. like all that shit. Yeah. We're all connected. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. I think we really have been having a really great conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, if on a positive note, what are you, Elias, going to do when Palestine is free? What do you? What, how are you going to celebrate when we finally see the I liberation? I have a big fucking party, mm-hmm. a big dinner. Yes, a community dinner, family style. Yes, everybody eat, get drunk, get high, <laughs> and dance. Y'all here to pull up, right, right, right. Make out with everybody. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's what I want. I want to. I want to be able to like. Um. I want people to come to Palestine and mm-hmm. also learn and see the mm-hmm. land as well too and its history. Like mm-hmm. that's what I want. Yeah. I want people to be able to do that. I want people to go back. And clean the land that, that was theirs mm-hmm. as well too. And yeah. Yeah, be able to mourn our people as well too. We right. we've never have been able to mourn our people right. since it started. You know, how do we mourn our people mm-hmm. when this is 
a continuation every fucking day. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I want to go back to the whole um, survivor guilt. Like, <clears throat> I have a. I I understand it, and I I I, I experience it too. But then I have to like slap myself sometimes because it's just like, nah, like I'm not gonna have survivor's guilt because I I was put here mm-hmm. to educate folks, right? And to be able to like, I love that plant seeds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, yeah, it's like a survivor's blessing just to just to, and that's why it's it's I feel like it's. As an artist, yes, but also like me as a Palestinian here in the diaspora, it's yeah. my responsibility. Yeah. Especially from our perspective. Right. You know, and yeah. So you said something really dope when you first introduced yourself. You you said you were a queer Palestinian. Mm-hmm. And I love that you like, like, I love that that was like the first thing that you said. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, not, you know, just an artist, not just Palestinian, yeah. but queer Palestinian. Because there's been a lot of like. You know, people who try to use this rhetoric yeah. of like, well, you know, if you were gay in Palestine, how do, how, do, how do you how do you counter that? <clears throat> it just gets me furious so much because it's just like the same people that are pointing fingers at Palestine or like Swana folks for being homophobic and transphobic. It's like, yes, we are. Yeah. Yes. But we are. The whole world is. Mm-hmm. So it's this, whole, this country is. You can't be pointing fingers to other people and not point fingers to yourself. thousand percent. If we're going to liberate queer people, we have to liberate queer people everywhere. Yes. It's the whole thing. It's that solidarity at its core. Like we, in order to liberate queer people, in order to liberate black people, in order to liberate Palestine people, Mm -hmm. Palestinian folks, and other oppressed people, we all have to be liberated. Yes. That's the only fucking way. Mm Mm-hmm. So yes, I am fucking queer. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all exist. (laughs) We exist. (laughs) Literally, I have my brother and my sister are queer. Love it. I have three uncles that are queer. I have two aunties that are fucking queer. You hear that? It's like, and we're all celebrated and loved Mm -hmm. in our in my family. So it's like, so what are y'all really talking about? You know. And before Swana folks, like Swana communities, being colonized, like the Middle East and North Africa was like safe haven for so many queer. I wouldn't say safe haven, but like like an exploration like everybody was exploring each other yeah you know like if you look at like early like um uh what do you call that i forget his name right now i'm not gonna get into this because it's gonna be another thing but you're good there were like writers and authors and historians from back then who were talking about exploring with other sexualities and genders and and it was open and people mm-hmm. came to the Middle East and North Africa for that. Mm-hmm. So the reason why it became not that is because we became colonized by right. the West. Right, right, right. And all these taboo ideas and all these like, yeah, definitely. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Nah. And that's so crazy because I find that's very like, that's just like a common denominator with all like indigenous, you know, populations. It's right. Like, like two-spirited people, you know, mm-hmm. like all of these exactly. things have been here. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. It's been accepted. It's part yeah. of life. Yeah. I, you know? So. Yeah. I love it. Thank yeah. you so much for speaking on of that. Because I really. Because I hear that all the fucking time. You know? And yeah. like. Me also being queer. Like. I, you know. I try to say what I can. But I'm also just like. This doesn't mean as much as. If, if it's coming from an actual queer right. person. You know? Right. And. Um, but how the fuck. Am I gonna like. Be safer. In Tel Aviv. 
or in Israel if all my people are still being oppressed exactly it doesn't matter if you're queer or not like I'm sorry you're just Palestinian like, that doesn't make any fucking sense right mm-hmm. like Right, Ooh. like straight fucking Palestinians are dying. Like, what do you mean? Disabled Palestinians are dying. Like, doesn't matter. It just makes no sense. Yeah, like. but like people just use that to fucking justify, you know, shit. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like, if yeah. you're not gonna, if you're gonna point fingers outward, you need to look inward as well. Exactly, right, because they're fucking here. racist and they're yeah. xenophobic. A thousand percent. And xenophobic. Like, and that's it's easier to just. It well, it's happening. Uh, yeah. Right. 100%. Everything that we were getting into, a thousand percent. One hundred percent. I have like vivid memories of coming into America and when, like, nine eleven happened. And my my parents being completely like, uh, what's it called? Like shaken by how like people were treating them. Yeah, it wasn't like that in Chile, yeah. and at least where they were growing up, you know. Mm-hmm. And for us, <clears throat> for eyes to be all up on them all the time, yeah. And especially like teachers be against my parents and implement like, like, you know, like ignorance in our yeah. minds and we would repeat that shit at home and my yeah. mom would be like what the fuck and she would take us out of that school and then move on to the next one and it As would always should. happen mm-hmm. and it was always happened but like yeah, yeah. Rant. Always rant. no i love it i love it that's what we do baby that's what we do on this podcast you feel me <laughs> we talk our shit um but i love that thank you so much for clearing that up and like you know speaking on that for sure of course um so i guess um we'll close it out you know what I'm saying? This was really, really good. Um, I guess I wanted to ask before we kind of do closing statements and, you know, you can just talk your shit, say whatever. Um, do you have any, you know, resources you would like to? Also, by the way, y'all, everyone who's listening, everyone who's kind of tuning in, you know what I'm saying? Um, real quick. It is not our, the listener's responsibility. It's not our responsibility to, you know, go towards Palestinians. It's not our responsibility to... Um, ask the oppressed how to help and you know kind of just like look to them as as an example it's like it's up to us it's our responsibility it's our duty to stay informed stay educated be on social media you know follow the right people um and keep your mind right and keep your mind sharp um because this is you know knowledge is the the greatest enemy to the fucking oppressors y'all because with with knowledge you're able to combat everything so so you know everyone who's watching this please i love you you know stay safe stay educated stay informed um and free palestine as always free palestine free congo free sudan all of the things yeah um so elias do you have Um, i guess you know what i'm saying any any anyone you'd like to shout out personally there's so many people (laughs) yeah for sure <clears throat> okay, so my friend Mohammed Al Kurd is a really good resource. Love it. Um, Khaled Beydoun is also very good on Instagram. Yes. Yeah, he's dope. One hundred percent. Nuda. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Nuda. Um, she was, I think she still is, a professor at Columbia University. Cool. And you know what's going on in Columbia University right now? I don't. Um, so they. Columbia University canceled SJP and JVP. No. Completely removed the groups. No. And they canceled an event where, um, for our listeners, Edward Said is one of... Oh, my God. Edward Said is um, a, a radical activist, writer, author, professor, educator, whatever, like, mm-hmm. um, of, of Palestinian descent. And he did a lot of work around palestine and he was a professor at columbia and he would they were going to have an event for him and columbia canceled it oh my god even though he was a professor wow and all the things that he had to deal with while being a professor at columbia too right 
but Jesus. Yes. So Nuda from Colombia. Um, my friend Soja. Um, I don't know if she has a private account, but we can probably put her definitely on the thing. But my friend It'll Suja, be in the too. yeah, she's a professor actually at UM here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> she's Palestinian. Uh, who else? Um, Land Palestine cool. is another account. If you look up SJ, SJP Columbia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, IMEU, um, I know I'm forgetting a lot. Al Jazeera, I'm forgetting a lot of these people. Um, JVP, obviously. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm forgetting a lot of people, but okay. we can probably post them. For on sure, the for sure. Caption. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. we'll include it in like the 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 written transcribed part. Yes, that's what's up. Um, thank you so much for doing this. I'm very excited to shoot. Of course. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Any final words you'd like to tell the viewers? No, just thank you for yeah. giving me space to talk about. Hell yeah. Myself and my people. I love it. Yeah. To more conversations like this, for yes, real. Of course. Yay. Thank you guys so much. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yalla. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. (laughs) This is part one. We're going to have a thousand more fucking interviews. You already know the vibes. Um, Let's go. Let's go. Um, So stay tuned for those. This is going to be, I'm not really sure how we're going to structure this, um, but you know, I'll I'll, I'll definitely figure it out. Um, We all stay tuned to Tremendez. Stay tuned to Cultura. Stay tuned with um, Elias. You can find him at Instagram. Oh, go ahead and plug your Instagram. Papu, mm-hmm. Habib. How did the name Papu come up? Because I literally asked this man, I was like, is your name Papu? <laughs> <laughs> Baba calls me Papu for okay, the longest time since I was a kid. Love that. And it just became a nickname that, Love they, that. that he did for me. Cute. And then Habib, because everybody calls me Habib. Okay. So Papu Habib. Love yeah. that. Habib with two E's and then an underscore. Cute. Love yeah. it. Papu Habib underscore at Instagram. Okay, okay, yes. okay. So that's it, Mijenta. Thank you so much for joining in. Until the next time, we Audi 1000, baby. <laughs>